I mean, the solution should be the end result they want. So for example, if I tell you, okay, next year, I want to double the results of my business. I want to double revenues, for example. So today I'm at... Hello out there and welcome to our new Ask the CEO Q&A session here at the Virtual Frontier. Today's topic of our Q&A session is how to build a B2B sales funnel. Are you looking for ways on how to improve your sales activities? Did you ever wonder how it would be to work only with your dream clients? In this episode, we will discover on how you can build up your B2B sales funnel. What do you need to do to get to work, not just with any clients, but your dream clients? And why it takes a portion of consistency and patience, like with the most things in life? See you in just a flash on the other side. Manu, new week, new session here at the Virtual Frontier, our Q&A session. Um, our topic today is uh, yeah, how to build up and work with uh, B2B sales funnels. Um, so, But before we dive into the uh, granulate topic and, and uh, uh, see what, what is inside uh, the sales funnel and how to create it, um, maybe you can give our audience a broad and, and like short description about what 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 is it about uh, to have a uh, build up a sales funnel a b2b sales funnel and um then we can dive into the topic more detailed yeah absolutely i mean what is it and what does it a sales funnel basically is a set of steps that consists of like how you attract the right potential clients right? Not anyone, but those that really are your target audience. And then how you bring them to the next step to become really interested in your offers and then make them so excited that they want, they want your offers and request your services so that, and this is the last step, they become your client. And what a funnel is about, it's about automation. So you automate this entire process. And typically in the B2B segment, just the last part is a manual process. That's why you can automate the customer acquisition by 85%, right? And how you do that is you use, um, yeah, you use the different platforms, Google ad, Facebook ads, LinkedIn, um, maybe Instagram um, to magnetically attract the right people with your ads and offer them free value using a lead magnet. And then you nurture them with email sequences and retargeting. So they never forget you and become your clients when they are ready to buy and not buy from your competitors. So that's, and that the, the beauty of that is that you can in detail measure every, every um, performance or conversion in every step. And once you see that it's profitable, that you put $1 in on top and you get two out, then you scale that until it's not profitable anymore. But this is how you can really like scale a business using these platforms and digital marketing and yeah, that scales. That's what a sales funnel is about. Mm. Mm. Is, what is the main difference probably to, let's say, a classic uh, sales approach, um, if, <laughs> if we say it like that? Yeah, the question is what is classic, but when I hear classic, I typically mean that it's like the old conventional stuff talking how awesome you are as a provider and which awards you won and which awesome skills and people you have. And 
honestly, the marketplace is so crowded, no one really cares about all that bullshit. And that's why selling became so hard. And that's the typical outbound approach, right? You try to you push people to buy from you. You try to put the message in front of them in their inbox saying, look, I help you with this and this and that. Do you want that stuff? And if, I mean, people smell a sales pitch from 10 kilometers away. So this will not attract the right clients. It will repel them. And a sales funnel does the opposite. It catches people from their attention, which is typically on the problem, right? And then you, you help them understand why that problem exists. What are the consequences if you continue going like this? And most importantly, what could be a solution? And you do that for free. And you provide more value, more value, more value by showing them and helping them, helping them understand how this solution can be built up. So it's, it's education. And honestly, a lot of them can even do it themselves. But those that buy from you, they are real fans and they make all the difference. And you can charge much higher prices because you provide so much value upfront. And even better, if you, if you put the sales process um, with, with value instead of pushing for sales, you increase the perceived value on your client. And that's why they are also willing to pay higher prices as they trust you. They see you as an authority and they got value. So it, 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 it gives them value for free instead of just a salesperson trying to hunt them to close a deal, right? That's the main difference between inbound and outbound. While inbound is the sales funnel approach that you can automate and outbound is just people hunting other people for a sale. We will come back to the, the providing value um, uh, in a bit. Um, I would like to take a, a step back and ask you um, why each discussion about building up a, a B2B sales funnel starts with me or let's say the company uh, that, I'm, that I'm working with. What do you mean by that? Why that starts why, with the company? Why, st starts, why the work starts, starts with me and not like with the client, let's, let's say. I don't know why that is, but it shouldn't be like this. You should start with a client. Yeah, sure, sure. But uh, what, what I want to go for is like to to get like for in the first place. I I need I need to get uh, some things right in the first place on my side as a as a company. Um, oh, what what yes. I need to get clarity about that 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 I mean. Yeah, of course. I mean, it starts with the purpose of your business, and this is nothing abstract. The purpose is to solve problems for your clients. That's the that's the purpose. Or if you don't mm. have another more meaningful purpose, this is a purpose that works. And then you have to, of course, when, when you say the purpose is to solve problems for your clients, question number one, which client? Question number two, which problems? Right? You need to define who is your target market. So where do you find these people? And you do that by defining a persona with demographics and then goals the person has and fears and um, current problem. And then maybe how the life looks like with all this problem to tell a story around that. So this is what you do when you define your market, your persona. And, but the focus is on the goals this person follows and the, and the problems they have that prevent them from reaching these goals. And then this is how you have a gap, right? The person wants something, but currently doesn't have it, just the problem that prevents him or her from reaching the goal. This is the gap. And your offers, and I will describe what an offer is, Your offers are there to solve this problem, or in other words, to build a bridge from where they are with all the problems to the other side with the solutions. This is what your offers do. This is the buyer's journey. And in order to start that, you need to catch people from where they are. 
with their problem, right? And then you educate them, which is the first building block of the bridge. This is your free offer, your ad and your lead magnet problem. And then how the solution looks, the anatomy, the building blocks of the solution. And then the next thing is like, you can have an individual free consultation strategy call, project planning call, whatever it is, where you create a plan based on the individual situation of the person, how this can be implemented. And the result is the person knows how it can be done. And it's an offer if they want to take the fast lane and do it with the service provider, right? This is a typical B2B sales funnel that you can automate. So to answer the question, what is an offer? Everything is an offer starting from the ad to your landing page, your lead magnet, your service request page, your strategy session call, and then your offer. These are all offers that build the bridge from problem to solution. And you need to start with the problem. You cannot go with the offer straight ahead because there is no trust. You didn't build authority. They don't believe you. You don't know what they really want, if it works for them. So that's, that's what it is. So the preparation is your persona definition and all your offers that lead the client from problem to solution. That's what you need to prepare. Then you can build a funnel. Why do we need to work, uh, to work so intensely in the first place on getting this thing with the persona right? Or probably you can explain a little bit more about the persona uh, itself and how, how you work on that. Yeah, sure. Because you want to win clients, right? And to win clients, you need to change the perspective on becoming really helpful for clients because then they will buy. You, you mm. shift your perspective from we do to you get. Because clients don't care what you do, they care what they get and they want to get their problem solved. So, and you cannot solve one problem for everyone. You need to be specific. For example, if you say, okay, you, you have a time management system, so that's commodity. So many do this. But if you say you provide time management for salespeople, it's much more specific. If you say you provide time management for salespeople in the software development industry, Wow, people that see this say, oh, this is specifically for me. Now, if you change that from what you do to what they get, you say, we help salespeople in the software development industry get six to 10 hours free time per week by applying, like, I don't know, modern time management techniques. You put what you do in the end and you start with, for whom is it? Which problem do they have? And what's the dream outcome they want? And this is what you offer. And then, yeah, that's, that's how, you, how you sell based on value and build trust and authority instead of just selling stuff that nobody wants because nobody understands what they do. And by the way, by doing that, you can charge higher prices because you don't sell commodity. That's what mm. most service providers are trapped in because they sell the same thing as all their competitors do. We do web design, we do app development, we do software development, but why do clients need this? No one cares about the outcome for clients. And then if a client knows because a client has a problem and they know they need a website relaunch, if they are already in the stage of knowing the solution, then what do they do? They go to Google and in their network and they like approach all agencies or service providers that provide web development services. And then of course, it's all about the price. They choose the one that is, has the best price. Because they, are, they all look equal somehow. They all do web development. They all do what I want. But if I find someone who really understands my problem better than I do and shows me a unique solution, 
then I have a lot of trust and I see this person as an authority and I got one step ahead even without paying this person. I understand how I can get from my problem to the solution with the help of this person. And then the consequence is, okay, if I want to get it fast, I do it with this person. However, when, when I look out into the advertising market and um, the whole marketing space, I see there's a lot of companies that are still having maybe first the product and service in place and then start looking for the, uh, yeah, probably the client. So what, what, what uh, is the problem with that? And maybe is there like the, they're anxious about like getting any client instead of searching for the dream client. Yeah, I think this is the approach of um, solving a problem that maybe doesn't even exist, right? You build a solution and then you look for the problem. That's basically what you do when you start with like building something where I, I mean, I did that in the past pretty often because I, I was software developer and I knew how to develop software. So I developed a lot of software and I always developed the software where I thought that it's of high value for others. And way too often I've built the software and then people told me, yeah, nice, but no, no one gave me money for this because they didn't really want it as it doesn't really solve a problem for them. So that's why you start with a problem first. Now your problem can be a problem that many people have. Still, you want to pick a niche first and define a, a specific persona because then your messaging can be much more specific. So from the client perspective, it looks more relevant to them. And if it's more relevant, then the attention is higher and then you can build a story and show them and walk them through or to the solution, which results in higher conversion rates. And this is why, yeah, you, you should definitely start with a problem and then find people that have the problem. Or if you have no idea which problem you want to solve, you choose, you choose people and then listen to them and ask them about the problem. And then you build a solution around that. And if you start with the solution, it might happen that you build something you like, but no one else does. So you don't get paid for it. And then your business won't thrive. So, or you, you look what other competitors do and you just do the same, but then it's all about the price in the end as, as clients have alternatives that are of equal value and then it's about the price in the end mm -hmm. yeah. uh, how can i really and it, you just mentioned the, the problems uh, uh side uh, several times how i can really find out about the real problems that my clients prospects whatever have yeah typically that's what they complain about you go to social media and look at them or you talk to them and ask them What do you want to achieve in 2020? What's your, your big goal that you follow? And then they say something. And then you ask them, okay, and then what do you think could prevent you from that? What could go wrong? Or why didn't you achieve that in 2021? And then they explain you why this wasn't possible and this is the problem. And if you can solve that faster and better than they can do, then you provide a real solution. So this is really, it's really asking and listening. And, and how could I close this? Um, we just talked about before about the, the closing, closing this gap mm -hmm. um, between what I, what I think it's the best solution and what is really the best solution for, for the customer's outcome. Oh, sorry, can you repeat that? What is the best solution for the outcome? Now, how, what, what, how can I eliminate, eliminate the, the mismatch between what I think is the, is the best solution and, and what is the, the really the best solution for, for the customer? I mean, the solution should be the end result they want. So for example, if I tell you, okay, next year, I want to double the results of my business. I want to double revenues, for example. 
So today I'm at 2 million, next year I want 4 million, for example. So, and you asked me then, okay, why didn't you get to 4 million this year? Hmm, good question. And then I tell you, yeah, because I don't have enough salespeople, I don't have enough leads, I don't have quality leads or enough of qualified leads. Um, I have no idea how to generate leads. I don't know, there might be all kinds of reasons. So you listen to that and you write that down and then you build an offer like that should answer the question how to generate leads that really want to buy from you, how to um, automate lead generation so that you can focus on sales, how to um, use Facebook and LinkedIn to like find the right audience on autopilot. This should then be your promise. And then you build something, an asset that really does that. But you need to first find all the how-tos. You need to somehow build, provide either for your client or you tell the client how they can do it themselves that are required to solve the complete, uh, the complete problem. What happens also often is that, you know, people promise you, we build videos that boost your sales. It's good that they communicate what they do aligned with what their potential clients really want, boost sales. But just a video doesn't do that. You need to have an offer that makes sure that you have, that you know the audience of people that watch this video. What should the video do? So what should people that listen to this video do after the video? If there is no conversion or call to action, the video has no value as it doesn't result in any action. And then just creating one video rarely brings you the result. So you need to Make sure that you look at the statistics of the video and then like update the video to make it better so that it really increases the conversion rate. And you need to have education telling clients how a video can really improve their sales by improving the conversion rate, which results in more leads for a cheaper price, which results in more profit on the entire funnel. Right. Mm. So this is how you can link the things together. But you need to have that all. You need to solve the complete problem, not just one part of it and claim that you boost sales if you don't do that. That's just a lie. <laughs> yeah. Mm, when we zoom out from, from uh, the, the whole thing a little bit, um, could you lay, uh, lay out uh, the, the steps or the practical steps or some tips when we have the persona or when we get, got the persona the right? Um, how um, is the funnel structured or what how the funnel looks if I, if I build it and probably how I do it. Yeah, it depends on, on, on if you already have clients or not. Let's say, let's say you have already clients and you have mm -hmm. an offer that existing clients bought and you know why they bought it. So in other words, the value they got from. Then you, you look at these existing clients and try to find overlaps and you use the overlaps to define the persona. These are criteria like the age, then yeah, job title if B2B, then um, What's the goal they want to follow and what's the problem they have? Yes. And then you build, you, you start to build a message, a problem-based message for social media ads and a solution-focused message for Google ads. Because people that search on Google, they have typically the intention to find a solution. They Google for, for a specific service provider or something. So they know the solution they want and they Google for that. So you write copy. That is solution focused while on social media, if, if you target people that never visited your website, you have messages that is, that starts with a problem and then educates why this problem is significant and how it can be solved. And the next step is then to have a so-called opt-in page or squeeze page 
where you tell them, look, I can show you how this, for example, how a sales funnel works in detail that generates leads automatically and generates people that want to become your clients, right? This could be a, a lead magnet, could be a PDF, it could be a video, it could be a blog post, whatever. But people give you the email address for this asset. And from there, you offer a free call to create a roadmap, a strategy call, project plan to do it based on their specific situation. And then the result is an, an offer to do it uh, on the fast lane. So mm -hmm. the first next step is to start a campaign, see if people click that, measuring the click-through rate, it's all about numbers. And then look what's the conversion rate on your opt-in page. Or in other words, how much do you pay to get one person giving you the email address? Right? And then you can check if your entire funnel is profitable or if you just waste money. And then you need to tweak based on data and numbers. This is all it is about. It's not assumptions. It's not hope. It's numbers. You just mentioned my keyword, tweaking the, the offer and um, everything around that. Why, why is it important to constant, constantly like tweak the, the offer that you have, like everything inside the offer uh, and, and like keep listening to what, what, what your customers are, are saying? Yeah, because the offer is not for you, it's for your clients. So they need to be very interested in it and excited about it. And if you, if you listen to them and you discover that they want something additional, you can add it to your offer to make it more valuable to solve the problem completely. And maybe the problem uh, changes over time, right? So now you might have um, the problem that you're before Corona, that you want to build a culture in your office that, I don't know, is result-focused or based on cooperation, whatever. And then the entire world changed and everyone is working remotely. So that's a different thing. Mm. Then you need to adjust your offer. Otherwise, it's not relevant anymore for your clients as the environment changed. And you want to do this continuously. Not every day, of course, but once a year or even every quarter if your offer is pretty new. And uh, let's assume like the funnel is built up. I'm tweaking the, the offer constantly. Um, what can I probably do to stand out um, with my offer? Because we just uh, discovered before the marketplace is really crowded. There are a lot of different offers. Mm -hmm. um, is there some hint or tip like when I work with funds, how to stand out from, from competition? I think you need to be authentic first. Not this like get rich quick stuff where you promise the world and deliver nothing or so. You just be natural and you should show up as a person like I am like you, right? You, your, your audience should resonate with you. So whenever you, when you accomplish something that your audience wants to accomplish or you did that for a lot of other clients and you can authentically showcase that you did it, how you did it and why clients wanted it and from which problem it started, then it's simply relevant. It's relevant and it's interesting and then clients will will listen or read and that mm. is that is the first step to get their attention and to sell anything mm. manu last question for today um again we have a build-up funnel and everything and then maybe some things are not working as expected um i i need to change something and probably a lot of people maybe get disappointed and say mm, this is nothing for me or whatever um, why consistency and also patience is really important in this whole process. Yeah, and that's the biggest challenge for most people, including myself when I started with that. I mean, if you change things all the time, you reset your learnings. 
for example, you start with one audience and you try to like um, get leads or so within this audience from this audience, and then you just switch to another audience. These are different people, so you cannot you cannot use your learnings, right? And when you when your strategy is that you try to solve a problem by just doing something differently, like that's what happens often. Then people try Facebook ads, doesn't work after a month. They say Facebook doesn't work, so they go to Google. Try it a month, doesn't work. Yeah, Google is also not working, and then they end up with nothing is working. So what are your alternatives? Mm. Then you failed, right? You need to you need to keep as many variables as possible static and then just tweak one or two variables for example you stay with a platform you stay with the same audience you you stay with the same image if you have an image ad you just change the copy then you know if you get better or worse results that this copy cost it the text cost it right and this is how you need to make the small adjustments and this won't be fast you can scale that up really fast once it works but making it work is really from the top to the bottom, small tweaks based on numbers and KPIs, and not just based on panic, hope, fear, and blind assumptions. This won't work. Awesome. Manuel, any closing words or things that you have in mind or something that we missed in this conversation? Yeah, I would like say start with, start with a problem, start with your audience, really write that down, and then look if you can find these people online. Talk to them, look if they really have these problems, see if they complain there, and then just try it. Like take 1000 euro and try to try to catch the attention of those people you want to catch the attention. You can best if, if you want to sell B2B, go to LinkedIn because then you can really nail your audience. You can put your audience as a static variable. Why on Facebook it's really hard to target B2B people. On LinkedIn, this is all LinkedIn is about. So you have this variable fixed. And then just play around with the ads and on the click-through rate, you will see what resonates with them, what they find interesting. And from there, improve, improve, and then work yourself down the funnel. This is how I, how I would start. Awesome. Manuel, thank you very much for your time and the insights about uh, how to create uh, a good uh, B2B sales funnels. See you next week uh, in, on our next Q&A session. Absolutely. Cool. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you found the session helpful. Head back to our in-depth blog article on how to build a B2B sales funnel and win your dream clients. Now it's your turn. What do you do to win clients you really, really want to work with? What are you doing differently? How can we do better? Let us know in the comments and reviews below. We love to read and respond to your comments. And one thing before you leave, hit the subscribe button, give a thumb up and share the session around with your friends and colleagues so they can take also advantage of this content. Sign up for the free business builder training on flashup.io and learn more about how to scale with your business at any time. Work with global top talents and make work better. On behalf of the team here at the Virtual Frontier, I want to thank you for listening. So until the next episode, keep exploring new frontiers.